Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. In this mission story, Sarah Ferguson will share with us one of her experiences in the Thai Kadai project in Southeast Asia. She was just starting out as a missionary. She didn't understand the language yet, and she still had to learn a lot to learn from the culture and their way of living. Here is her story of her transition from her home in the U.S. to her new home in Southeast Asia. For those of you who may have moved recently, I'll bet you can remember how moving to a new town can leave you feeling a bit lost and overwhelmed as you learn your way around your new surroundings. Moving to a new country is something like moving to a new neighborhood with the added element of being surrounded by a new language. Not only can you not ask directions, but you can't read the signs either. Today, I'd like to share a story that took place shortly after I moved from my home in the United States to my new home in Southeast Asia. The story is titled, Morning Market Adventure. It was early Sunday morning when Sierra texted me. Are you going to morning market today? Now, going to morning market is the high point of the week for many of the student missionaries on the Taikadai project. Not only are temperatures cool in the early morning, but prices are both low and labeled. Yes, labeled. It's one of the few times when one can actually find price signs on the fruits and vegetables. Having learned that prices seem to rise with the sun, student missionaries going to the market have their bikes rolling out the door by 5.30 a.m. sharp. But today was different. Everyone was exhausted and decided to sleep in. But Sierra had students coming over for lunch. She needed something to feed them. It was 7.30 a.m. when I stopped by the student missionary house to pick Sierra up. With my newly minted local driver's license, this would be my first time to drive the van into the chaos of morning market traffic. Carefully, I eased out of the driveway into the sea of motorbikes, cars, SUVs. 
of all sizes and the occasional city bus. Caleb Lieben's driving instructions were ever present in my thoughts. His first instruction was, think of every two lane road as five lanes. In addition to the two lanes you see, there is a far left lane, a middle lane, and a far right lane where motorbikes and cars may go either direction. His second instruction was, always drive as though there was a motorbike on each side of you. Like angels, I had asked? Yes, he said, like angels. You expect them to be there whether you see them or not. Now, for the previous four weeks, I had been riding my bicycle. And although I, it had helped me learn my way around the city, that morning I discovered everything looks different from the driver's seat of a van. Suddenly, nothing looked familiar. Where was I? Where was that mall parking lot close to the market that Zoe parked in when morning market parking lots were overflowing? We shared our location with Zoe Lieben. She was able to watch our progress on her phone. Every once in a while, she would call and tell us, turn right or it's time to turn left. At that moment, I was extremely grateful for the inroads modern technology has made into this culture. I was particularly grateful for smartphones with data plans. It was nearly 8 a.m. when Sierra and I arrived in the hustle and the bustle of the actual marketplace. Men with long carts pushed them, intermingled, and they intermingled with shoppers. Some were hauling large purchases to delivery vehicles outside. Others were helping merchants already finished for the day clear their things out. Although the streets must be cleared by 8.30 a.m. sharp, there were still plenty of vendors doing business. I never tire of the patchwork of colorful fruits and vegetables. Neatly mounded piles of red chili peppers, brown potatoes, white onions and garlic, and orange carrots are interspersed with the varying greens of broccoli, cucumbers, limes, and green beans. Now it may seem that limes didn't belong in that last category. Over in this Taikadai area of Southeast Asia, 
Limes are a key ingredient of almost every dish that the local people cook. Therefore, they sell limes in the vegetable section. There were also different leaf sizes and patterns of lettuce, cilantro, morning glory, and a half a dozen leafy greens I didn't recognize. And they all add texture to the picture. In the fruit section, pineapple, apples, mangoes, white and red dragon fruit, red and yellow watermelons, bananas, and many more made me glad I would be eating breakfast when I got back home. Finished with my shopping, I headed to our meeting point. My route took me past the seafood section. Most of the merchandise is still alive. A lady headed home on her motorbike in front of me. I paused to let her maneuver into the flow of moving humanity. On her bike handlebars hung many plastic shopping bags, each containing food to feed her family back home. Suddenly, a plastic bag began to flip-flop wildly. Out jumped a foot-long catfish. Balancing her loaded bike, the lady watched helplessly as the fish landed on its belly and began to briskly walking down the street, using its front fins to move with amazing speed. Within moments, a very helpful young man ran up, caught the fish, and returned it to the plastic bag hanging on the lady's motorbike. Happy that our fruit and vegetables would not be trying to escape, Sierra and I returned to the van with our morning purchases. Once our seat belts were fastened, I headed out of the parking lot the way I had come in. Not seeing any other way out, and not being able to read any of the signs. The long straight lane seemed the obvious, obvious exit point. As I neared the street, the parking attendant came out of his booth, waving his arms wildly. Embarrassed, I realized that this lane was only for incoming traffic. As I slowly backed up the whole mile that I had driven out, I was really grateful it was still early morning and no mall shoppers were entering. Back in the parking lot, we finally found the real exit sign. It was a small, out-of-the-way English sign that said, Exit but it pointed to an ominously steep slope leading into a large, deserted, underground parking area. Hesitantly, we made our way through the labyrinth of lanes. At each juncture, we stopped and puzzled over the meaning of the different directional arrows and the local script. 
Without the sun or any familiar landmarks, I lost all sense of direction. Finally, a single car passed us. Relieved to see someone who clearly knew where they were going, I followed them. But instead of leading us out of the parking garage, the car parked in a dark corner of the garage. As I backed up once again, Sierra spotted a small shaft of sunlight to our right. Oh, what a relief to hand the parking attendant my parking ticket and see that exit arm lift. As we drove home, Sierra and I reflected on our experience. For those who don't know God as their creator and friend, life is not unlike being lost in a massive, dark parking garage. Unable to read the instructions found in the Bible, there doesn't seem to be any way out. Without God's guidance, it's instinctive to follow anyone who seems to know where they're going. While most are wandering in the maze of their traditional teachings, others are following hard after materialism, sure it is the way out of their darkness. Thank you for your prayers and financial support as our team mingles with these precious people, lifting Jesus high that the sunlight of his love can show the way. Learning a new language and studying the culture of Southeast Asia was quite the challenge. But Sarah felt at home because that was where God led her to be, a light for God to those who still live in darkness. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. If you would like to know more about Adventist Frontier Missions, then please visit our website at www.afmonline.org.